I gotta, I gotta actually do this a proper introduction. So, oh, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Steve, kick us off, and then I'll introduce the person who did our ad read. All right, here we go. All right, you ready? Ready. All right. Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by Tops. Voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with Tops, an all-new trading card collection. Tops Journey to the Last Jedi. Also out right now, the Masterworks high-end collectible set. And coming soon, of course, The Last Jedi said. And don't forget the Star Wars Card Trader app with cards from 1977 all the way to The Last Jedi. It's the entire galaxy in the palm of your hand, and you can download it free now on the App Store or Google Play. Tops! Rediscover Tops and rediscover the... Oh, I forgot the joy of collecting! There's the joy of collecting! I f- See, that's, that's, that's the Steve Glosson flair on that ad read, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to uh, Star Wars Tonight. Actually, a debut episode of sorts. This is our first one in partnership with Elite Geek. So everybody tuning in live, thank you so much. We're here to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk Woo! about Star Wars for like the next 20, 30 minutes. And we're doing it every weeknight until the movie comes out. So welcome. Come in. Come, uh, you, heard, you heard him doing a stellar ad read, which I so rudely cut off. I, I, I almost punched it perfectly. I was waiting. I was right on the button. You were so there, dude. And I just, and I jumped in too soon. Hey, it's Steve Glosson of Geek Out Loud. How's it going, Steve? Man, it's going good. Thanks for letting me do that. I appreciate it. I like doing it because I call myself One Take Glosson. One Take Glosson, indeed. Listen, we don't edit. You don't edit. I don't edit. I don't edit. What is editing? Forget that. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But uh, but we're here, uh, like I say, to talk some Star Wars. Now, uh, before we actually jump into our main stories, I just want to check in with you, man. Where are you with The Last Jedi? Because we're in that sweet spot. It's like, what 10 days 11 days less than two weeks away we'll have seen it how many days until star wars uh how many days until Star Wars? i probably should have clicked on that that would actually help me tell exactly <coughs> how many 10 days three ten. hours 53 minutes and 31 30 second 29 second 27 26 second uh let me put that on the video so people on facebook can actually see it look at that look at that little counter for you guys uh yeah man how you feeling how am i well i gotta be honest with you riles oh boy uh, we were able to be at the Force Awakens together mm-hmm. out in out in Austin, Texas. Yes, and I remember as the movie ended, and all eyes apparently that night turned to me. I mean, like immediately, you guys oh, just yeah, kind of I remember. down the road, and like like you all leaned over and looked at me, and and there was the "What did you think?" And I returned to you, "What did you think?" Uh-huh. And most of you, all of you, said loved it, and I said, "I'm glad you enjoyed it." Um, <laughs> Because I was so mixed coming out of it. I, I didn't really know how I felt. The sixth time I went to watch it. Also, what's interesting is the conversation we had at the house afterwards. Yeah. Where I don't know if you were trying to make me feel better about my mixed emotions or what, but you kind of, you, you, you'd said, you, you, you kind of offered up some criticisms about some of the new characters. Yeah. And they were legit criticisms, but I found myself going into defensive mode. Like, no, they're great. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And so it was this weird thing where... Yeah. I knew there was a lot I liked, but there was something a bit off. And um, and it's taken me a while to come around to know George Lucas yeah. in Star Wars. But on my sixth viewing of The Force Awakens, I was like, I'm in. I like this movie. I just sat there. I'm like, I like this movie. Loved Rogue One. I think the last 45 minutes of Rogue One were some of the best Star Wars we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> and I'll tell you... I, after a move and 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 having, I had so much of my stuff in storage, Star Wars stuff, exact to be exact, and um, I finally moved into a place where it's all here under one roof. And today, in fact, I was going through a mountain of boxes, just kind of 
figuring out where everything was and what I have and, and where and trying to figure out where it's all going to go and that sort of thing. And this little spark ignited in my little heart. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's 10 days, three hours, 51 minutes and 16 seconds, 15 seconds, 14 seconds until <laughs> uh, the last Jedi. And I'm, I am looking forward to it. I am, I am, I am, I am anxious. I'm not going to say I'm anxiously awaiting, yeah, but I am in a much better mindset than I was even just 24 hours ago. Hmm. Uh, oh. Looking forward to the Last Jedi. Well, I'll be honest because I remember some of the conversations we've had over the last really couple months, mm-hmm. and like, at least from my impression, Steve wasn't willing to jump on the hype train just yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I think you know, Raleigh. Back with the prequels, and even yeah. way back with the original trilogy. There were three years between movies, and there wasn't much else we were getting outside of some toys. And then in the 90s, when the books started dropping and that sort of thing, and um, and I remember even when the prequels were coming out, and and then the clone, and then and then subsequently the Clone Wars animated series, um, I fell off the book train a little bit because there was just so much Star Wars that I'm like, well, this is this is scratching that itch. This is yeah. doing this is doing what I need to do. And and I think it's just coming so fast and so much. There's just so much content out there now with Star Wars. I'm not going to say Star Wars fatigue. I feel like that's a little too harsh. But yeah. a little bit of Star Wars hard to keep up, you know. And and whereas my fandom and passion was able to be so directed toward one movie at a time, one book at a time, you know, one series at a time. Now there's just so much. I've had to redirect and figure out now where are my passions mainly going to lie, yeah. and you know, and I, and I feel like it may go toward the the cinematic work and uh, and and maybe even a little bit of collecting on the side. Well, it, because it's t- too much, really. It's a lot to try to take in all at once. Well, I mean, listen to those two words you just said. You just said too much. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you go back to, you know, three years ago. And and the discussions were had where they're saying a movie every year, and they're saying these anthology films, and they're saying this, and and someone and if someone would have said, "Is that too much Star Wars?" We would have all looked and said, "What do you mean too much Star Wars?" Yeah, you can't have too much Star Wars. But I think we're finding that there is a cap. It may not be too much Star Wars, but but there's a point where you cannot consume it all and maintain a a level of passion. Um, about the material that we've we've always maintained, and I'm not being negative about anything that's come out or or anything like that. I, I think it's just a, a state of being a human being. Yeah, is is that you can only maintain a certain level of fandom so long and so much before you do get tired and you and you get a little weary, and um, and it's hard to really stay super super pumped about things. But there are those moments and there are those things that happen that really. You know, it, it takes me back to that place of Star Wars fan um, and, uh, <clears throat> and and collector and and just the love of Star Wars that has always been there with me. Um, and and so now, you know, now I'm kind of sitting here and like I know I've still got a thousand boxes to go through and organize and do stuff, but I kind of just want to sit and watch trailers. Yeah. 
You know, well, like I just I want to I want to go back through those 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 last Jedi trailers. <laughs> I'll and, tell you, I could actually uh, I can I can kind of grant your wish a little bit. Uh, in fact, let's okay. kick off the the show proper because that's the fun thing about the overwhelming amount of information is that that's basically what Star Wars Tonight became for me is a nightly process of just hmm. uh, just j- trying to take in everything because like even doing a weekly show in those final weeks before a movie comes out. You can't keep up with everything. You just can't. So uh, let's kick it off. I actually have it loaded up here. This is a new feature that they just dropped the other day on the physical training and what went into that for The Last Jedi. So let's see if we can, if all right, I can get this queued up here. Here we go. Physically, I never really had to push myself that hard. And stamina-wise, you're like, oh, my God. It's like a psychological thing of knowing that you can do it more and more and more. Daisy is training for a moment where she is on the islands and she has a moment to herself and she's practicing with the staff. And then she realizes, well, am I wasting my time practicing with the staff? I have Luke Skywalker's lightsaber in my satchel. It's just working out the moves for that. Action. I was planning to teach her this whole routine in three days, but she surprisingly learned everything in an hour and a half. She's a very quick learner. Captain Phasma. This is the hardest physical thing I've done yet. The suit can be very restrictive just to move in, just to walk in. You do the move and you think, gosh, is it lunchtime yet? Finn and Phasma end up face-to-face, which results in a major fight. One thing I do want to do is do the whole fight by myself. It's a really good scene to shoot, very tiring. What was cool was learning different types of fighting. It was intense and fun, but really hard. Training yesterday was great, and then today we started and I was just like, ugh. I was watching Adam and he gives it so full out every single time. And it was kind of like, oh my God, I can do that, I can do that. It's just rigorous in a great way. And these stunt guys are very disciplined, so you can't half-ass it. The stunt team are absolutely amazing. They're like my boys and girls. Mm Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Mm. Mm. I, you know, it's interesting. <clears throat> I take the smallest. I'm like any Star Wars fan. Sure. I take the smallest little bit of information that is told there, and I and I begin to expound upon it in my head. And um, Ryan Johnson says that Ray is training with her staff in a moment alone. Well, one thing is, I'm glad she's training with her staff. It's good to see. Hopefully, we'll get to see that little moment. You know, hopefully, it hadn't been cut. And um, and as we see that kind of thing, we realize just how she became so proficient at it. Apparently, when you're alone on Jakku and you got nothing to do but cook some, you know, expanding bread. Well, <laughs> yep. You know, and sit on your sit on the leg of your walker home. You are you're able just to kind of work on that staff work, and that's apparently what she's been doing with her time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she said he says she stops and realizes she's got Luke's uh, lightsaber in her satchel. Which lets me know he does not take said lightsaber and keep it. Mm. At least not at first. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. That, uh, oh, Riley, I'm banking on... Here's the thing, and I, and this is where I've got to keep myself so protected. Sure. I'm banking on 
that Luke doesn't need his old lightsaber. Okay. That he has has his lightsaber. Oh, like a new one. I didn't know the one from the Return oh, of the Jedi. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the green, yes. Ignite the green. It is green. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it's I I see it like I what I'm most looking forward to is the idea of seeing some of the characters become more proficient with a weapon mm-hmm. because there was a there was a story reason for the lightsaber fighting at the end of the Force Awakens too, as Sam Jackson so famously criticized, you know, was a little a uh, little lackluster in his right, world. Right. Um, and uh, but, but that's because it was like wild and untrained, and like even Kylo Ren, who's more trained, was terribly wounded at the end of the film. And so when we see like Finn face off versus Phasma, I really I'm really looking forward to that. I yeah, I, I think that's going to be. I think that's the moment. Um, that everyone felt they were, this is the, I hate to use it, I can't think of any other term, but they were cheated out of um, yeah. in The Force Awakens, you know, with the whole lightsaber versus riot stick on on um, Taco Don's. Wait, yeah. no, that's a, Ta- that's, a, that's a food truck. Taco <laughs> Donna. Um, <laughs> and what Taco Donna is, <laughs> well, she's a whole different it's subject. Better than, it's better than Batu and a Chew. So. <laughs> well, Octu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but two, uh, but two, um, and a chew. <laughs> what are you doing here on Octu? Uh, um, <laughs> no, um, I lost my train. Oh, but yeah. So I, I think that that's a scene that a lot of people, self included, mm-hmm. are looking forward to. I think we all felt a little cheated out of Captain Phasma, and I know there's been some debate over how promoted she was initially, and Riley. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I remember Gwendolyn Christie going out on a lot of tours and talking a lot of stuff about loving how, how much she loved Captain Phasma how and the B. A. And, yeah, and, and nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. There, there was had it just been a one shot of this coolly armored up stormtrooper, that would have been one thing. But yeah. the fact that in all of the promotional material and all the press conferences and all the press talk, you know, press junkets and everything. There was Gwendolyn Christie. There was J.J. Abrams. They were talking. They talked about Phasma on a regular basis, and um, and she was sorely underused, unfortunately, in yeah. the Force Awakens. Uh, and that's the that's the opinion of a lot of people. Yeah, I'm looking at the. Um, I've, I actually freeze frame this on, on. If you guys are for everyone listening on the podcast, if you tune in on Facebook, I've got the uh, the screenshot screenshot of it up. But what you can see in this battle, Finn, and of course we've seen glimpses of this in the trailer, but you get a much better look at the the fully extended riot baton. That he's using versus Captain Phasma's uh, really cool kind of lance-looking thing. It's a huge staff that's about as tall as she is, which says something. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I can't wait. Like the uh, the hand-to-hand combat stuff just in this in this trailer just looks so amazing, and it reminds me of those old days of like the uh, the Phantom Menace documentary and how Nick Gillard really yeah. reinvented lightsaber fighting on such in such what a is- cool way. <laughs> Now I'm I'm not watching the video with you, um, in full in full disclosure to everyone, pulling the curtain back as I want to do. Um, but now, did did they give the stunt coordinator's name in this when he was saying, you know, I was I thought it would take three days to teach her, and she learned it in an hour and a half. Yes, they, all right, I got it right here. All right, we got him freeze frame. Oh, they didn't put it in the um, okay. they didn't put it in the lower third. Maybe okay. they did it in another spot, but yeah, uh. Oh, there he is. There he is. Okay. He's the, uh, uh, Lian, Wang, uh, Lian Yang, who's the assistant fight coordinator. Okay, he's the assistant fight coordinator. 
I wonder who the head fight coordinator is. I don't, uh, <clears throat> good question. And, and I'm not asking you to find that information. I've just like Nick Gilliard became such a a presence through those prequels. Did you ever see him at a con? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think he was at a celebration and did a panel with Ray Park. Yeah. One of the years. That was yeah. amazing. But like again, that it reminds me of that um that is the other thing about the Force Awakens I, it, that was probably well certainly different than the prequels and even more even I dare say a little bit different than the original trilogies. It, the Force Awakens really kind of leans into the more mythological elements of Star Wars and the less science fiction elements of Star Wars. And what I mean by that is the sort of like the tall tale, the mythology like the the tale of Luke Skywalker and where he went, like that kind of thing. Um and 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 you know we're seeing swords and staffs and like you know hand to hand combat. It's like it's that you know fantasy element of Star Wars at its well, height. It's, it's a return. It's a return to almost the original trilogy view. Yeah. Of force and stuff where we it was so mystical and so fantastical, if you will, so fantastic. I guess I don't need the AL there. That um. <clears throat> that. It was. It might have been a little jarring to prequel fans, especially with the sword fights and stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, Mace Windu himself was like, well, it was a little, oh. but, you know, as you said, left a little to be desired. Yeah. But if you go back and watch, uh, you know, Star Wars, uh, A New Hope, if you watch mm-hmm. Ben, and, uh, ben and Vader, you know, that, that, that battle. And that's one of those things that had been talked about for a while after the prequels is will they go in and digitally redo vader and obi-wan yeah um Hmm. and there were always rumors that they would you know that they were going to redo digitally redo the vader obi-wan fight to make it more in line with the prequels and that sort of thing um and i watched that um, luke and that that fan edit that that did that Mm -hmm. uh and it it just doesn't work right it just doesn't work right and then you get to um luke and vader in, in empire and and there's some neat stuff that Vader is doing there. There's some amazing stuff. You know, Bob Armstrong, of course, doing all the coordinating there and some of the stunt work. Um, there was just, you know, it it had an emotional feel to it. Yeah. Uh, more than just the spectacle. And that's not a criticism of any of the spectacle of the, of the prequels. In fact, what I loved about uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan and Sith is it had the spectacle and the emotion all there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you get to Jedi, and again, the, 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 the catch of the final battle in Jedi is not the fancy sword play. It's the emotion of what's going on, and it's the struggle within Luke. It's the struggle between Luke and Vader. It's the Emperor over to the side, you know, talking trash. It's uh, sister. So you have and Luke so, just going nuts, you know, and that final just mm-hmm. chopping and chopping and chopping away at Vader uh, as he falls down on that catwalk there. The only catwalk with handrails in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> true, and um, true. and it didn't help him. <laughs> and so that that style was maintained right into Ep Seven when you get to uh, Ray and Kylo at the end, mm-hmm. and and really the the cool moment was the sword leaping into Ray's hands, you know, rather than Kylo's. Yeah, and um, and 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 that sets off a whole thing. And can I, 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 you just reminded me. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I really kind of, I, I don't, I feel like I may be the only person who has this opinion. Uh, so help me out in the chat if you do too. But I actually really 
think it was a missed opportunity not to use a full orchestral version of Ray's theme in that moment instead of uh, recycling the moment, the, the, the burning homestead. Because they're two very different moments, right? One's a moment of triumph mm -hmm. and the other is a moment of, you know, it's, it's the hero's journey, the point of change, right? And I, so that to me, it always felt off because I always emotionally associated it so strongly with the burning homestead. And I know it's, I know it's the force theme and, you know, but still, I don't know. Well, I think that we're supposed to read based on that musical cue. I think we're supposed to read that moment as Ray's acceptance of her hero's journey. Yeah. Um, you know, because see, I can see that all parallel, heard, yeah. All we've heard from her to that point is I got to go back to Jakku and wait on my family. I don't want any part of this. When she touches the lightsaber and has the force back. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then she uses the force to get back in Ky to push back against Kylo in his head. But in her mind, she just wants to get out of there and get home. And then it's that moment where she reaches out and she intentionally uses the force to draw that lightsaber to herself. This this item that she was never going to touch again. That's her moment of acceptance. There is the, the death of old Ray is there. The death of that person who was content or to con content to be discontent, if you will, uh, back on Jakku, just scavenging for junk mm -hmm. is now gone. Yeah, you know now now she is she's she's accepting her mission. Um, I, I I do imagine that we'll hear a lot more bold Ray's theme coming up in in the Last Jedi to kind of substitute that. But I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was it was a pertinent moment that kind of let you in on this is now Ray's moment of acceptance, and it's being done in a different way than Luke. You know, he's not standing there before a burning homestead. Yeah. But basically, everything yeah. that she ever was and thought is now burnt to the ground. You're, you know, darn it, you're convincing me. You're well, convincing me. Come on, Steve, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Well, hey, let me take a, a brief aside mm -hmm. uh, and say thanks to the fine folks who are supporting this program. You can do it one, there, there, well, there's two ways. One is everyone supporting us directly at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. You can check out some really cool bonuses we have there. But also, supporting the program here is Tops. Uh, Tops, you know them, you love them. They're the uh, amazing trading card collection, and they've introduced a new one with the release of The Last Jedi. It's the journey to The Last Jedi. It's got these really cool stickers, character cards, illustrated cards, and much more. Uh, I, Steve, I've been mailing a bunch of them out, actually. We've been doing some giveaways, and that's been a lot of fun uh, to, to mail out some of those Tops cards. So make sure, make sure you check them out. It's tops.com. And uh, also, don't forget, check out the Star Wars Card Trader app. Get your very own piece of the Star Wars universe and collect and trade digital cards uh, available. And also get free packs every day just for opening the app. It's the app every Star Wars collector should have, and you can check it out. It's available right now on the iTunes App Store as well as Google Play. So make sure you check both of those out. And we do appreciate Tops for supporting Star Wars tonight. And uh, you know what? Uh... It turns out, man, Steve, I'm going to tell you what. Sounds like uh, The Last <laughs> Jedi may be longer than a Geek Out Loud podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's take a listen. So uh, I know you've, an you've, an you've been asked a lot of questions. I'm hopefully going to ask you at least one thing that's new. Let's start with uh, how long was your first cut compared to the finished film? That's a really good question. We had a long movie from the start. It was 
it was well over three hours the first cut. And now, was so, that an assembly cut or a cut that you were happy with? I had a cut. I was well. No, I wasn't happy with it because it was, I wasn't happy until. I got, gee, are you ever really? You know, the old thing that you're pulled away from the edit. You sure. never feel like, oh, that's it. But no, the movie wasn't. It's much better at two and a half than it was at over three. But it was a cut I had put together. It's where we started. So, and it was yeah, it was over three hours. And is that was that an assembly? So, what was your assembly cut then? Assembly, just like everything in yeah. there, was probably, yeah, three hours and 20 minutes, probably. But it's not like that was ever going to be the movie at totally. all. You put it together, you watch, it doesn't work. That having been said, a lot of really good stuff came out in the edit. I actually just reviewed the deleted scenes we're going to have on the Blu-ray. There's a bunch of, like, some of my favorite scenes. All right, there he is, Ryan Johnson. Uh, you, tell, you know who answers questions a little differently than J.J. Abrams? <laughs> you talking about old, you talking about old Ryan Johnson? Yep. <laughs> hey, how about uh, I, I, I guess to be a director on Star Wars, you got to have a little bit of that vocal fry going on, <laughs> you know. Oh, well, I mean, all right, you know. And then got- Ron Johnson's like, "Yeah, it was about uh, three hours so- and twenty minutes." <laughs> It's funny is that it's you got George, you got JJ, and now Ryan. It's a trend. Yeah. It's it's it must be part of the interview. Maybe that's why Josh Trank lost it. Maybe. <laughs> well, no, there was a lot more with Josh Trank than that. I, I think uh, you know that's a that was an insightful question and a and a good question from the interviewer there. Um, but again, you know how it leads to us Star Wars fans to start oh, speculating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what could it be with a three hour and twenty? But I think Ryan handled it well because he says. You know, that was never going to be the final cut at three sure. hours and 20 minutes because you watch it and you see what doesn't work and you see how things don't play. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the movie is made, a lot of people say the movie is made in editing. In fact, the original Star Wars, uh, there's so much credit uh, given to Marsha Lucas, you know, taking over some of the editing and, yeah. and making those quick cuts that Star Wars was known for. You know, if you if you watch the original Star Wars you're not going to get a stand. You're not going to get a single shot that lasts more than seven or eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and that's why that opening of Revenge of the Sith was so um, noteworthy because <laughs> it was a single steady shot for I think almost almost ninety seconds. Mm, that is an amazing shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing Ryan goes on to say, I, I didn't I don't want to play the whole clip, but he actually goes on to talk about the deleted scenes and like. They, the interviewer asked, hey, is that going to be like an extended cut of the film? And he's like, no, no, we're going to just include it as deleted scenes. I don't really believe in making two f- versions of the film. I want, you know, one version and no director's cut. So no, like, Peter Jackson-style uh, director's cut of The Last Jedi. Yeah, thank goodness, huh? Yeah. Um, no BVS Ultimate Edition. <laughs> um, I just watched I- that actually a couple weeks ago. Well, it's uh, it's it's a trend that seems to have taken place with a lot of these tentpole films, yeah. Um, where people do that, and 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 for some of us, there's almost an expectation, especially lately with Star Wars, yeah. Uh, particularly with Rogue One, because we know that Rogue One is oh, such a different Rogue movie, One. yeah. Um, than than what we got, we know that it was it it started out as such a different thing, such a different animal, um, and and I think we're all curious to know exactly what that was, and maybe one day down the road. We'll get that, you know. When I'm like 70, I'm like, "Hey, did you guys see that director's <laughs> that, that original director's cut of Rogue One?" <laughs> Welcome to Geek Out Loud. Um, you know that's gonna happen too. It's uh, a Geek Out Loud podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, 
I mean, we're already getting two and a half hours. That's a long. That's a long, that's a Star, long Wars Star Wars movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm happy with that. I think that's a good sign. Um, well, I, I think it depends. You know, if you go back and and I know Empire is the is the you know golden calf of Star Wars movies. Sure. If you go back and watch Empire Strikes Back. Um, I remember showing it to someone for the first time one time, and we both kind of fell asleep. We were tired, of course, we were tired, but we both kind of fell asleep once you got to that middle part. And and as interesting and as powerful as some of that Yoda stuff is with Luke, you know that middle part kind of drags down a little bit. And and if this goes that same route, it may end up being too much. Yeah. Uh, time, you know, but I, I'm not. I'm not. And, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sure. There. I'm sure. Not, I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade. I, I'm, you know, I, I think two and a half hours is, is interesting. I guess you take out about what seven minutes you, of credits, probably. Yeah, well, and I uh, guess I, I think about it this way: you're, at, it is a bigger ask of the audience, even if it's a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're asking for that extra bit of time. Like I've decided, there are plenty of films that if I'm choosing between a, a few and one of them is three hours long i'm like i don't know unless well, it's I, unless it's gladiator or lord of the rings like asking for more than you know two hours right. and 20 minutes is a lot well that's why i have not watched lord of the rings in several years just because every time i go to grab it i'm like oh it's such a time <laughs> thing and i know i love it i sure. know they're beautiful films they were perfect they were nearly perfect films yeah you know even you know without the extended edition they were nearly perfect films in my opinion and they still and they and they still are but i just i go to grab it, and i'm like oh i just don't have you know, three hours. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a bigger ask. But well, ha- you know what? You know, it's also been a big ask for everyone who's uh, stuck around here for the past half hour. Uh, seriously, everyone who just jumped on on, on Elite Geek, welcome to the shenanigans. We're going to be doing this every weeknight. Well, uh, Monday through Thursday, anyway, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Elite Geek Facebook page. If you only count a part of this, you're listening to the end. Catch the podcast feed. It's just Star Wars tonight. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, Mr. Steve Glosson. Thanks so, uh, thanks so much for coming on tonight, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I hate that we didn't get to this last bit about Ray's dark turn in the latest uh, Last Jedi trailer. Uh, actually, for a fun fact, that's actually a story I left in from the show about two weeks ago and never got okay. around to it. So that's like the first of the 17 million TV spots that have since come out. <laughs> oh, great. There's Good so deal. many. There's <laughs> We can't even... We're, we'll try to catch up this week on all the uh, TV spot craziness. Uh, but there's been some interesting stuff. But still... It's usually mostly the same shots, the same parts of the film. We're not getting a very full look at the movie, which I'm okay with. Yeah, but me we'll, too. We'll me dig too. more into that tomorrow night with the one and only Mark Newbold from Fanthatrax. He's going to be joining us tomorrow. So t- tune in then, 8 p.m. Eastern, and everybody on the podcast, thank you so much. Also, to Tops, we do thank you uh, for supporting the show. And everybody on Patreon, hey, here's the thing. You know I said Monday through Thursday. That Friday episode of the show is available to uh, supporters at patreon.com slash Report. But that's all I'm going to say here. Thanks to everybody who uh, tuned back in as, for the return of Star Wars tonight. We actually missed a little bit, so it's good to be back here. So Geekoutpodcast.com. Geekoutpodcast.com. You see it up there in the upper right. Check it out. The Geek Out Loud podcast. Good times to be had. And uh, lots of Star Wars talk there, too. So That's going to put the books, uh, the wraps, the books. That's going to book up. That's going to finish something. You got that? You got that, that Riley? That's, that's uh, the thing. So it's over. See you guys tomorrow. So long, folks. <laughs> and we're off. Look at that. Look at that. Look at them apples.
Let me go ahead and s set the audition. I'm straining my MacBook Pro here.